All right, welcome back to All Things Telesales. I got Chaz Wolf with us, introduced to me by our good friends, David Meltzer and team. Welcome to the show, Chaz. What's good today? Thanks, Jake. Appreciate you having me, man. It's uh, It's been an awesome day already today. Good, man. Yeah, so just as a way of getting started, just uh, tell the telesales beasts who you are. Yeah, man. Um, I've been in sales for, shoot, close to 20 years. Started as a teenager selling shoes. I've sold insurance. Sold advertising, <clears throat> multiple different types of advertising. Sold coaching. I've, I've, I've worked some, for some big names, Grant Cardone, Frank Kern. Um, do my own thing. I've got lots of businesses of my own. So we're, we've been all over the place. Nice. Cool. So uh, tell me a little bit about your selling insurance journey. We got a lot of insurance people listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was pretty young. And so I'll tell you a story how I got into it first. This might relate to some uh, anybody out there for who's in sales that's young, but <clears throat> I was 19 years old. I was working for State Farm Insurance in the claims department, and um, I knew my boss's boss, the director of well, whatever his title was, and uh, didn't know him personally, but he was a client of mine at Foot Locker where I was selling shoes before insurance. And uh, so I told him that I was thinking about selling insurance, and I think I was maybe maybe make make that jump, you know, from the claims department, you know, every two week regular paycheck to sales. And uh, he said, "Don't do it." You're 19 years old. People don't buy life insurance from 19 year old. Uh, you got a good job here. You can work here for a long time. I shook his hand and said, you know what? I appreciate that. And went and gave my two week notice. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and sold a bunch of insurance, you know? So, yeah. you know, at, uh, at 19, 20 uh, years old, I was selling life insurance, um, health insurance. I took my, I had to take the exams, you know? So I self-taught, took the, you know, the, the self-taught book. And I know those tests are hard out there. So whoever has those licenses, like, you know, here's one for you. Cause man, those are, those are difficult tests. And um, I was selling auto and fire as well. And just doing the whole, the whole shebang. Wanted to be a state farm agent, changed my course um, after that, but you know, sold for about, you know, a year and a half, two years at that age. Nice. Yeah. yeah so you, you had mentioned working with some pretty big names in sales. So tell yeah. me what, tell me about that journey, like how you got there. Yeah. So um, when I worked with Grant and Frank, um, it was because they had opened up an agency together. And so I had been in sales for a long time at that point. So um, being in sales, telesales, obviously for the topic of today, um, insurance is like, yes, I was selling over the phone, but I was having them come in. I was meeting them in person a lot of the times as well. Yeah. But when I started cold calling advertising, um, I worked for a big company called home advisor or Angie's list. And, um, it was hard, you know, like grinding on the phone, two, 300 calls a day. You know, I was pretty young. I didn't understand, um, you know, the sales process or tonality or just, how to not be combative. <laughs> Honestly, right. I was just, yeah. I was just grinding, you know, just a young man trying to just shove people in the door. And, and as I learned, became, in, you know, got into management, I learned people better. I learned myself, learned people skills, learned how to lead people, learn how to coach people that helped my sales process game go to a whole nother level. And then I left to open up my own businesses. So I had a whole scheme of time where I was in sales, sales management. And then I went on about a four year journey where I opened up seven franchises um, in three States and I actually was doing that, had a bunch of team. We can kind of get into that if you want to, but I had a team, had a team of about 50 people. I still have those businesses. And I went back into sales, went back to Home Advisor, and began crushing it again. So I kind of like has, you know, full-time sales career, seven businesses on the side, kind of doing everything all at once. And I meet uh, Jared Glant, who is the president of Cardone Enterprises, who is um, Grant's right-hand guy. And so we, we go back and forth for a couple of years on like, hey, man, Obviously, I like 10x. I like the mission. I like the motion of 
of um, just more. You know, Grant can, you know, you might be a fan, you might not. You know, there's fans of both sides there, but, yeah. but the, the motion of just reaching for more, my potential, like I wanted my potential. And so Jared and I really hit it off. And so after about a year and a half, two years of kind of going back and forth, building a relationship, there was this executive sales director opportunity to help build out um, the ad agency for Grant and for Frank. And so I came in, built a sales team, you know, um, we crushed it that year. They ended up splitting. So the agency isn't anymore now, but it was an amazing experience. I moved my family from Kansas city to, you know, Miami. We lived in the, you know, right there in Miami, worked at the 10 X headquarters. I got time with Frank every single day. If you know, Frank Kern in the marketing world, I got time with Grant in his office. Unbelievable experience. Yeah, for sure. So you went off to uh, open up a Grant Cardone franchisee, right? No, I'm not a franchisee. I, okay. I am a sales coach. Um, and so I help individual salespeople. Um, we do have uh, different programs to be able to help people in that process. But no, I'm not a licensee of his products. Got it. Cool. Although I, I, <clears throat> it's, like, it's like when you have mentors or when you have people in your life that have helped you get to where you are, you can't. You can't knock that, right? Like, I don't want to promote his stuff because I have my own stuff, but I would be silly to sit here and say that when I read the 10X rule for the first time, I didn't hear it and be like, okay, someone is speaking my language, right. you know? Yeah. They're giving me permission to be crazy, you know, because I was intense. I've always been intense. You know, there's probably a lot of people in sales that are probably not like a lot of other people in their family. Let's just be honest, yeah. you know? Um, we may have, I didn't go to college or, I mean, I started, but I dropped out, you know, I'd like, in order for me to go make the money that I wanted to make, it wasn't going to be being a doctor. It wasn't going to be, you know, being an attorney. It just wasn't. I didn't, I mean, right. I was going to go my own route. And that's what I feel like a lot of salespeople do. It's either entrepreneurship or sales. They're kind of the same in that way. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're creative. We kind of just got to forge our own trail, you know? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Think about the time it takes to become a doctor or a lawyer or any of that stuff. It's like, no, nah, man, I need, I need to get the bag sooner than that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, and the reality is, is that most people don't know what say, like when they hear sales, they think, ugh, like it's got this, it's got this stain to it. But when you understand the profession of sales, I've, I've stood in front of multiple new hire classes, you know, 30, 40, 50 people coming into a cold call opportunity. You know, they're all looking to make six figures plus but nobody reads any sales books. Nobody listens to sales podcasts. Nobody takes any sales training. They don't put it there. They don't put their money or their time where their mouth is. Now I'm sure a lot of your listeners do, but a lot of the people getting into sales, they just don't know. They just don't know. Like if you take it seriously, like a doctor would take his education seriously, you can absolutely make that kind of money and more. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're getting the right opportunity. It's uncapped earning potential and yeah. you're only as good as you, you become as the sales professional, you know, getting coaching, getting mentors, like you said, listening to podcasts, just uh, really honing your craft, you know, hundred so, percent. And yeah. and that's what it takes is it, the honing the craft is not just, Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me get in on, on, you know, on Jake's podcast once a week. It's like, no, no, no. I'm wh whenever he's got a new one, I'm listening. Right. Whenever there's a new sales book, I bought it. Like I've got clients literally like, Hey, what book are you reading? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm reading, you know, this one uh, sales book, or I'm reading that book. And they're like, wait, you're our sales sales coach. You're reading a sales book. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I'm obsessed. I want to hone my craft. I want to continue to get better. And on top of that, now it's my responsibility as your, as your coach to be able to lead you with what's working the absolute best in the market right now. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, you become a consumer of the content and then you become a producer of the content. Right. Yeah. So right. at some point you, you, you have to cut off consuming so much of it that you begin to produce it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's the, the old adage of 
if you're going to be at the top of your game, it's going to have to be out of the abundance, right? It's not out of lack. It's not out of not helping anybody or help, you know, producing content as your, as your point there. When you, when you're at the top of your game, like in the top of the industry, top of your company, whatever it is, the ideal spot is not that you're the number one and you got a, you know, a, a trail behind you that says that you cheated and you got there, uh, you know, not helping anybody. Like I always wanted to be the top, but then like have everybody in the organization be like, that dude is a real, like, that's my dude, right? He helped me or he did this or whatever. I was trying to coach people on the side, you know, like whatever it was, really it helped me be better. That's really what it is. It's out of the abundance, right? Like what you're just saying, creating something that um, other people can get to once you're at that level. Yeah. So let's dive into that abundance. I mean, that's a really good word. Uh, let's yeah. say somebody's struggling with the scarcity mindset. Like, you know, they're really they see an opportunity, but they're really scared to transition or it's change. And, um, you know, you have that scarcity mindset, like how do you overcome that and get that abundance mindset? Well, first off, you have to realize where the scarcity mindset might come from. Most likely parents, how you were raised, um, the area that you were raised in, you know, some sort of environmental, cause you don't, you don't, you are not, you're not born with lack, right? As a child, you don't think, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me gather all my, 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 my candies and let me save them. Not normally, right? Like, let me shove them all in, eat them now. And then let me ask for more. That's normally what a kid does, right? Right. Yeah. That's abundance. It's, it's, it's either, uh, it's either a, a knowledge that there's more, or it's almost like an, uh, being naive to the fact that, you know, uh, that there, that there, it, that there isn't any more. Like as a kid, my daughter's like, you know, Hey, I just had that, you know, whatever you just gave me dad, but can I have another one? Uh, no, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. no, no, you can't have 17 cookies, you know, but, but they're going to ask right. every single time because they, they're naive to the fact of why 17 cookies would be bad for them. Right. So there's a right. level of understanding that you have learned lack at some point, whether it's your parents, your environment, something. And so, okay, well, where does that come from? And then getting rid of that, you know, um, how do you get rid of it? Well, what is, what is lack in your life? Is it, is it time? Is it money? Is it a little bit of everything? Because I come from a principle that what you sow, you reap, plain and simple. So if you want time, you, you give time. If you want money, you give money. If you want sales help, go help someone further back than you, right? You reap what you sow. And so that, that's where abundance comes from me in my life is that I've always just tried to look out for others and give where I can, not just money-wise, but time-wise. Like I said, I was a, a coach. Literally, I'm a top performer um, out of you know 3,000 sales reps in an organization and I'm coaching three people on the side. Yeah, I got paid a little bit of money, but literally everybody be like, hey, uh, I know what they pay coaches and you could make more money on the phone for these three hours that you're coaching people. Why don't you do that? Well, because it's the right thing to do is the number one guys to help other people. Number two, I get to hear me coach you, really me, every single week. I'm coaching me. It's, I'm giving away. I'm, I'm of abundance. I'm trying to give. But at the same time, I know that I'm going to benefit from it at some point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like an the, open hand, you know, like yeah. I'm not holding tight onto anything, like whether it be my time, my, my investments, my money, my mindsets, like I want it to come to me in large amounts and I want to be able to give away in large amounts. Yeah. You hear a lot of people talk about universal laws, law of attraction, but the one you don't hear enough of is like law of reciprocity, right? Oh yes. Giving more in value than receiving payment. And when you do that, like, especially when we're talking about being on the phone, working with people, connecting with people. It's yep. um, before you try to qualify, before you try to do anything as far as the whole sales process, you've got to give value, build some yep. credibility, right? 
Yeah. And so building value, like how, how do you build value? Absolutely. The, the number one, and will always be my number one way to build value has nothing to do with the sales process, like you said, or the product has everything to do with you, you yeah. as a salesperson, what, what, what do you bring to the phone call? Now they can't see you. So like we can see each other right now. You, I, I got my hands moving, you know, yeah. you got some cool lights and books behind you. Like I can, I can infer all that information about you and I'm picking up things about you and you're picking up things about me. But when you're on the phone, all you got is your voice, right? Yeah. So understanding what your, your, the fluctuation of your voice, your tonality, understanding your enthusiasm or your seriousness. Um, I love Chris Voss and his, um, uh, oh shoot. Uh, never split the difference book, you know, the, the late night DJ voice, right? right. Uh, you, you got, you got these different things that you can do with your voice on the phone because what you're trying to do is add value to the other person. Well, Chaz, how do I add value through my tonality? Well, I'm trying to connect human yeah. to human. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help them realize that I'm real. I'm trying to help them realize that they can trust me, that I'm okay, that I'm, I'm going to take good care of them. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do that obviously through what you say, but how do you say it? The fact that you just genuinely are curious about them, right? I would say that's probably the number one. Yes, it's tonality. Yes, it's connecting, but how do you connect? It's, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I'm going to ask some questions about your situation. Not to qualify, like you said, I love it. Not to qualify, but because I'm curious. I want to know if I can help you. If I actually think I can help you, then I present my product. But I got to find out if I can help first. And if I'm genuinely trying to help somebody, I'm, I'm, we're going to build a connection. We're going to build a relationship, right? And right. they're going to hear it in my tonality because I'm being real. I'm being genuine. I'm not reading a script. Yeah. And they're hear, hear it in the tonality and also the questions that you ask, right? Like when you talked about being curious, it's asking the right questions. Uh, yeah. The best salespeople know how to ask the right questions at the right time. That's right. And building that rapport, building that connection and adding that value is so important that the, to the questions that you ask being interested versus interesting. Yes. hundred percent. It, I, 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 I call it <clears throat> the me monster. Now I didn't, I didn't make that up on my own. Um, that's from a skit from Brian Regan. If you don't know Brian Regan, he's an amazing comedian, uh, look him up, but he does a skit around the, the me monster. Really what it comes down to is like what you just said. It's that moment you made it about you. It's not about you, bro. Or, or, or girlfriend, you know, like, it's about the prospect. And if I'm genuinely interested, I kind of give this um, depiction in my, in my program. It's like, like a first date. We sit down, you know, I got a, a pretty gal and I'm married. So I haven't been on any first dates in a long time, but yeah. you know, across the table, she sits down, I sit down, the waiter takes the drinks uh, order. And then I lean in and I pull out my list. I'm like, well, where are you from again? Yeah. And, and uh, what'd you say you like to do for fun? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get a second date. You already know that Jake, right? Right. But if I, if, I, if I don't pull out a list, I lean in and I'm like, so we got connected from Susie. How, so how do you know Susie? Oh, we know each other from dance back in college. And it's like, oh, cool. Where did you go to college? Like, this is normal conversation. This is how we do things in real life, right, Jake? Yeah, exactly. How, why is it so difficult as a phone salesperson that I get, I get like in my sales voice, I get in my script and I can't be, I can't be real. It's like, no, no, yeah. no. It's just like the dating scene. Just Put your script away, relax, ask some questions that are about them. Like be interested. It's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, well, well, they're being combative, Chaz. They're, they're, they're coming in and they're, they're just, uh, you know, they they weren't interested in be to begin with when they got transferred to me. Right. What do you say to all those excuses? Yeah. You know what? Uh, so John, I, I know, I know you don't think you're interested. And, and that the reason why that is, is because you've talked to a lot of salesmen. Let's just be honest, right? 
but that's not me. Okay. I work for this company specifically because I know that it brings value. Because if I'm thinking about advertising, I know that it's going to make you money in your business. Now, I know you're going to hang up on me here in about 30 seconds, but here's what I'm going to say is if this program actually made you money, wouldn't you want to do it? Right? Because like, that's what, that's what you're doing the business for making money. Right? Well, yeah, but I mean, you guys call me all the time. That's right. We'll stop calling if you sign up. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding, John. Don't. Do, I'm. But but in all seriousness, like, yeah. if we had a real conversation, man to man or woman to man, whatever you want to say, and if I was actually able to bring money to your business, because that's the only reason you're in business, John. You're not in business to take phone calls from random sales guys. So why don't we actually have a business conversation? Just posture. It's posture. Yeah. I value my time just as much, but at the same time, I believe in my product. I know that I can make him money. If I can genuinely make him money or whatever your product is, if your product is insurance, if you know that you can genuinely cover his family, because guess what? We all have known that person that didn't have insurance and they passed and then their family has left a wreck. Yep. It's your duty. It's your duty to break through the noise. And the noise is you reading your script. It's him thinking like, oh, it's just another sales guy. It's like, no, 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 stop. I got to shake it up. John, I know you've been called before by 17 other thousand insurance guys. I know. This is why it's different. He should already hear it in your tone. He should already hear it because you're being genuine. And every other person that's called him hasn't been, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So diving into that a little bit as far as like um, the handling objections and all these different things that get thrown our way, uh, just filtering out, like you said, the noise and having the script. um, Like, tell me about, you know, your your take on the script. Because I hear you say a lot, uh, twice already, I think like yeah. in the script, let's dive into yeah. that. Yeah. So <clears throat> as a, as a sales professional, you have to realize there's a structure and if you can't follow a structure, that's like a doctor not following, like I, I cut here, I move back skin here. I apply this, whatever here, like there is a structure. There's an absolute way to lead someone through the sales process for sure. Okay. Now, within that process, there are pieces that I believe that don't need to be scripted, aka the place that we were just talking about, the discovery, or when you're learning about them, you can't do that in a genuine way if you're reading from a script, right? You you mentioned insurance earlier. When I sold insurance, I had a list, okay? My needs analysis sheet, right? Fact finding needs analysis. Right? And so I'm going through, I'm like, okay, so how many houses you got? How many, what's your debt? What's your income? I'm trying to find out what, what coverage you need. That's fine. This information right here needs to be in here. Be a professional. You don't need a list of eight questions or, or 17 questions, right? Get your, get your most important five and then learn how to create a conversation out of it. That's what needs to happen in the discovery. Now, in the opener, you got to be sharp. You got to be ready. I kind of just role played that with you a few minutes ago, right? Like you got to be ready because they, they may be ready. They might be on fire, you know, and you got you to hit back fast. Yeah. So the opener is, I, I still don't like to have a script, but I'll give someone a script and I'll say, memorize this. I used to go over to my training class when I was a, um, a sales manager. I had someone come to my team. I'd go over there. I'd be like, look, the training script that they gave to you, toss that, toss it, right? Here's the one that works, right? But I don't want to ever see this piece of paper again. I'd say, I'm going to be back tomorrow. You memorize this tonight. I don't care how many times you got to read it. If you need to write it, I don't care. You're a professional. You, this is what I want you to say exactly but I need you to, I need it to come out of your soul. I need it to come. I need it to be Jake, not Chaz. I need it to be you. Right. right? And you can't do that. If hi, Jake, my name is Chaz. Um, I've, I'm trying to do a needs analysis with you today. Like, come on. Know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So most salespeople, they lack uh, believability, believability in themselves and believability in their product, right? So 100%. they don't have the conviction. Uh, what do you say to somebody that lacks conviction in their product or service? Yeah. So the, you, you mentioned two different things, their conviction in themselves or confidence and then the, their product. Product specifically, you, everybody on this podcast has probably heard this, but you need to buy it. You need to buy the product, right? So when I sold advertising, it was for a type of business, a service-based business that I, I, I don't own a service-based business. Okay. So what's the closest thing for me to do? Well, if I had that business, would I buy it? Yes. That's still not good enough. Would I sell the product to my friend? Yeah. Right now, insurance, that's like, no, you know, one-on-one. You call all your friends and family, you get right? That Nobody even market. likes it, right? You're like, oh, the injured. dreaded yeah. family call, you know? Yeah. The reality there, though, is if you have the conviction of your product, meaning if you feel like you have a good product, meaning the price is good, the coverage is good, or if you're selling advertising, okay? So if, if I genuinely feel like my advertising, his dollar spent with me, is going to grow his business, not just because I'm a marketer and that's what I'm told, but I actually know, like if he puts in $1 here, he's going to get out three. And I've seen it happen. I've got other clients, like I believe. Now, if you can't get there yet because you don't have clients or you don't know the insurance industry, that's part of being a professional. You got to call other clients. Look, look get, get with another sales guy and say, hey, give me your top 10 clients. I just need to give them a call and say, hey, how do you like it? Why do you love it? Like, you need to do whatever you need to do to believe. And if you can't believe, you're not going to sell anything, period. Yeah, exactly. So if I say to that is like, find something else to sell. <laughs> right. Well, and we and, have a bad reputation in sales. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's what you're because if they don't, that you'll literally lead to the bad reputation. But before they just leave, because here's what that person's going to do. They're going to go find another product and they're going to shortchange the process of being a professional. They're not going to talk yeah. to previous clients. They're just going to find a new and shiny opportunity. They're going to sell it for 90 days. For some reason, they're going to get convicted about how they don't believe in it. And then they're going to move on again. Okay. Being a professional, like if we're talking about sales, we're not talking about a hobby. We're talking about, I want to make six figures, multiple six figures. I want to make a million, whatever it is. Those are professional numbers. You're not going to hire the, the knee specialist that learned how to do ortho surgery, surgery on, on YouTube right? You're going to pick the doctor that went to Yale or whatever. It's the same thing. If you want to make professional money in sales, be a professional. Okay. So that means calling clients, understand like, or if you already have the conviction, you don't have to call it. Then that's fine. But you just have to do whatever you need to do to get there because you have to have conviction in the product period. And if you don't have it, you got to get it, figure it out. Yeah. And so a lot of times the lack of conviction comes from the lack of confidence. You're not confident in yourself. You're not confident 100%. in your product. So yep. you got to, you got to figure out where to get your confidence, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, the, yes, they are associated. I want to make a quick distinction. Your client will have hesitancy in either yeah. you or the product or the company, right? They're, they, they might have a distinction of they like you, but they don't want term insurance. They like you, but they don't want whole, whole life. Like they don't understand the product or they like you, they want the term, but they don't like the company you work for. Like you, not only do you have to have that sorted out in you, you need to be able to help sort that out in others, right? So if those things aren't sorted out in you first, to your point, you can't help anyone else. So how do you sort those things out? Well, confidence in you, like your ability to 
actually talk to humans, lead people through the sales process. Like there's books, there's courses. You can go to my website, chazwolf.com. We can help you. But, or there's a, there's books. Like you can read the 10X rule. You can, I'm sure, listen to your podcast. Like you can pick up things. You need to be picking up things. Beyond that, you need to be writing down your goals. You need to be saying them out loud. Like if you don't have confidence because of the way you got, you were raised or whatever, you need to write down what it is that you believe about yourself. I got a, I got a freaking growth statement in here, okay? Write down stuff every single day, repeatedly. Same thing, nice. over and over until I achieve it, right? I got a growth statement that I got yeah. from Think and Grow Rich and I literally read it every single day. And when I achieve it at the end of the year, I write another one. What, am, what are you telling yourself? What are you doing as a daily discipline to make sure that up here is as sharp as it can be? Because everything that you've described as far as confidence in yourself, confidence in your product, it's all in your mind. It's only what you're telling yourself or not telling yourself. Yeah. So if that's where you need to start, that's okay. If you're completely not confident in either one of those, that's okay. It's not like it's the end of the world. But again, if you want to be a professional, you want to make professional money, write down what it is that you believe about yourself or that you want to be. Even if you don't believe about yourself right now, okay, I want to be a truthful salesman. Okay, I want to sell, uh, I, want, I want to make $4,000 a month, or I want to make $40,000 a month. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be, I want to be a good dad. I want, to be, I want to be in shape. Like whatever it is, write it down, say it out loud every single day and watch what happens to your subconscious mind. Start taking action. You start going towards those things, which then builds more confidence because you're getting you know, results. Results brings more action. Actions bring more results. And now, and now you're all of a sudden this confident guy and you're, and you're crushing it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right before our podcast, I was on a, a coaching opportunity with one of my agents at, at the uh, call center. Nice. And uh, we were, we were talking about, you know, what do you want? Right. Like so important. You, you mentioned so many times I want, I want, I want this, right. It's so yeah. important to want, because if you don't know what you want, you're, you'll be like in this limbo, right? Like That's it's going to be hellacious. It's going to be horrible. So like purgatory, you know? Yeah. We're going for it, Jake. Yeah. What are you going for? it we're going for it no 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 <laughs> to your point it can't be like that yeah right you gotta know your why i would even say too like what's a helpful thing for me i teach this as well but what's a helpful thing for me is to ask why multiple times okay so i want to make let's say 10k a month well why well i want to be able to provide for my family why well because i want them to have things or to be taken care of I want my kids to be able to play sports or I want them to live differently than I grew up. Why? Well, because I didn't like growing up without those opportunities. Why? Right? Like when you really get down in there, you're like, what really beats every single day is whatever that is for you. Right? And that may not be trying to get away from something. It could be reaching towards something. We're all positively or negatively motivated, but you just got to figure out that what is, you can't just say, oh, I want to make 10K a month. Even if you wrote it down every single day, yes, that would help. But what does 10K mean to you? It's not the money, dude. I've made a lot of money. It's not the money, right? Yeah, exactly. When I came, I told you I went back to sales. I already, I owned four businesses at the time. I was opening up three more and I went back to work as a sales guy. All the people, some people that I had hired before, they all knew me. When I came back, they were like, bro, what's happening? Like, is everything okay with the businesses? Like, why are you here? Well, yeah, everything's fine. Can I, I can't come here to make extra money. They were like, Dude, you're nuts. No, no, no. What I want to do is make extra money. I heard I might be able to come over here and make 100, 150 a year and then maybe be able to put it into real estate. Well, I crushed that. was making three to 500,000 every single year. And I'm over here buying apartment complexes. I'm buying houses. I'm like crushing my goals because 
I didn't limit myself and going, yeah, I got businesses. Yeah. I got employees. It's crazy, but let me go over here and sell to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. How you get into the root of it. You were talking about why, why, why get into the root of it. Yep. And it's kind of like you're isolating everything to get out of the way to isolate exactly what you want. And it's the same thing when we're on the phone with their clients too. Um, you, you can always say, you know, outside of whatever the objection is, is there any other reason why you wouldn't move forward? Right. So you can isolate that to help them get what they want. Right. And so uh, it's pretty cool how they both kind of uh, intertwine there. And I'll help uh, to your point there. They'd absolutely intertwine in that way. And if the salesperson doesn't know what they want, Again, how can you help someone else figure out what they want? Exactly. Right? How many times yeah. in a cold call scenario did, you know, my prospect, they weren't anticipating my phone call, nor did they think that they had a problem or did they think that my, my, my product would solve their unknown problem altogether, right? So not only did I have to interrupt their day, I had to discover the problem that they didn't even know that they had. And then I had to convince them that my product solves their problem. How can I get them to understand that that's what they want I don't first understand why the heck I'm first making that phone call. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey man, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Uh, yeah, man. you know, usually struggle sometimes going this long into them, but I mean, we time flew with you, bro. It Absolutely. was real. I, well, I, I, I apologize if I talk too much. <laughs> no, no, no. This is fantastic. Yeah, man. A lot of, a lot of wisdom bombs. So if, if people want to follow more of this wisdom and sales, where can they find you? Absolutely. I appreciate that opportunity. Chazwolf.com. C-H-A-Z-W-O-L-F-E. Uh, of course, we're doing sales coaching in different facets. Um, we're also helping entrepreneurs start and scale businesses. And so, um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to be able to connect with you. Awesome. Thanks again, Chaz. You're a rock star, man. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. Right. Appreciate you, dude. Thanks.